Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash Takes by Fans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So, however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alrighty, today's a big old ginormous Saturday because today is the official start of the NBA playoffs. That playing tournament over the last few days, folks, has been absolutely magnificent. The playing tournament must stay, folks, and I don't think anybody disagrees with that, uh, but I do want that on the record. The playing tournament is one of the best things that has happened to basketball in the last few years, so... Absolutely magnificent ending of the play-in tournament last night with two amazing games. We called them both right. Not to toot our own horn, but bingo, bango. Uh, cashing in. So, hey, you know, maybe stick around to the show for the entire show. Yes, we're about to make some money in the playoffs today. So, today on the show, we got playoffs tipping off in an hour, folks. 1 p.m. So, we're going to get out of here. We're only going to do like a 59-minute show, but we'll talk sports all the way up to that tip-off of that first game which is jazz at the Mavs with no Luka Doncic not good but today on the show, breaking down the two games last night to see who claimed those final two eighth seeds in the playoffs. Then we got to break down and bet the games today, and they are on all day today, all day tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, folks. I'm telling y'all, this is the true golden period of the NBA, folks. So lock in, get ready to watch an entire day, bet an entire day, and cash in an entire day of playoff basketball, folks. There is no better time in sports than some NBA playoffs, especially when they're on every single day, multiple. Ooh, I love it. Ooh, the first round. Ooh, first round March Madness, first round NBA playoffs. There is nothing like it, folks. So gear up and buckle in because we're about to hit it hard today. So, uh, breaking down last night's game, betting tonight's game, a um, few NBA stories we do have to touch upon very quickly, and then some NFL stories to wrap up the show. Maybe we wrap up with Kenny Pickett as well. We'll see if we get him in. So, let's start the show here with the NBA, and then we will transition to the NFL, but let's uh, start here. Before we break down the two games from last night, let's go over these few NBA stories here quickly. In this first one up here, Damian Lillard. All right, we get this man always. Every time Damian Lillard opens his mouth, it's always, hey, I want to be here in Portland. I don't want to leave. CJ McCollum left. I didn't leave. I want to be here. I want to win a ring here. I want to do the grind here, here, here. I'm not leaving. I'm never leaving. I don't want to trade. I want to stay here. That's all Damian Lillard has said about him staying in Portland over really his entire career. He's really never wavered from that standpoint of, hey, I want to grind it out here and if I don't win a ring I don't want to win a ring in my career but if I do win a ring it's gonna be here in Portland that's always been his stance but but now we get this that popped up Damian Lillard says he wants to stay in Portland but wouldn't 
fight a trade saying, quote, if they came to me and they wanted to trade me, I'm not going to fight them on wanting to trade me. I don't want to be anywhere. I'm not wanted, but I don't think that's the case. So Damian Lillard kind of leaving a little bit of that cracked door open a little bit to be like, hey, I don't want to leave, but but if the team wanted to trade me, I guess I'd be open to that. If they wanted me out, I don't want to be anywhere I'm not wanted. I want to be here, but but. But if they, but if they came up to me or like, hey Damien, we think about trading you. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So just a little interesting because it's always been, hey, no, 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 I'm gonna fight to stay here. Like Damien Lillard could be like, I don't even care if they trade me. I'm not, I'm not getting traded. I don't care. I don't care. I will fight to stay here. He could have came out and said that, but he said if, but, nah. So this is interesting, folks. Is this the start of Damian Lillard kind of shopping himself around for this next upcoming season? Let's kind of hear the tone and hear the words as this man speaks this offseason to truly see if he wants to stay in Portland or does he want to kind of create a super team somewhere else. We'll keep an eye on Damian Lillard, but just a little interesting. It caught my eye that now he's – it's not a big waiver. This is not a big waiver, folks, but it's the, the start of a potential waiver here. So let's keep an eye on this. <clears throat> All right, here we go. And then these are these next stories are about the uh, health of some superstars in some upcoming playoff games. And the first one up is just so funny, folks. This is comical. It's comical at this point. It's comedy. It's nonsense at this point, folks. Can we all please? I have been trying to plead with y'all. I have been begging y'all for like the last two months, folks. And y'all have been spitting, <laughs> spitting in my face. We just told you Mike Greenberg predicted the Nets to go to the finals. All right, y'all are not heeding my pleas over here. But can we please be done with the Nets, folks? We got an update on Ben Simmons, and this is from Woj. After running and shooting pain-free for over a week, the Brooklyn Nets' Ben Simmons is expected to take the next step on the court in the next upcoming week, beginning to go against teammates on the practice floor beginning to go against teammates on the practice floor. That's the next step. Not actually getting on an actual court in a game time scenario. No, no, no. The next step in this long process of Ben Simmons returning to on-floor action is beginning to go against teammates on the practice floor. The playoffs start tomorrow, Benny. Tomorrow, 3.30, Celtics, get ready. But this man is just starting to begin to go against teammates on the practice floor, folks. We've been hearing, oh, he's going to be ready for the playoffs. No, every time they set a bar, the time that that bar is ended up, they pushed the bar further, moving the goalposts. Uh, you know, four weeks ago, it was like, hey, he's going to try to make his debut right before the playoffs to get acclimated. Then two weeks ago, it was like, all right, he's going to be ready for game one of the playoffs. And then today, it's all right, he's going to potentially be going against teammates on the practice floor in the next coming week. 
So, folks, don't get sold on Ben Simmons and the Nets, folks. There is brainwashing from all over the place, folks. We've been trying to point out the brainwashing, and I had this uh, this new brainwashing data point right here, which I really don't know if it's brainwashing or not, but on my DraftKings promo page, they have this promo, and look at the name of this promo. This is why I kind of think it's a little bit of brainwashing here, and this was the only series that they gave me kind of like a... A promo for there was no other series it was just this one series and the series is Celtics Nets and the name of the promo is tough draw series winner boost tough draw is this supposed to be a tough decision? Oh my god, this one's so close. Celtics or the Nets? Who's going to win? We know the Celtics are going to win. Of course, this is not a tough decision. This is not a tough draw series, DraftKings. What are you talking about? But, but they are giving me a little old fancy VIP, <laughs> VIP member over there on DraftKings Sportsbook. They're giving me, you pick the Nets or the Celtics to win the series, boosted to plus 150 odds, which is fantastic because the Celtics, I believe, are like minus one. Well, let's get it. We got DraftKings open. Let's go to the actual uh, thing. I think uh, Celtics are minus like 200 to win the series, minus 150. Let's see if we can get it up here. All right, uh, series props. Here we go. Just to win the series. Just want to win the series. Can we do that? Team future, first round props, first round. I just want winners. Can we no longer bet winners? What is up with that? Series markets. Here we go. Uh, series. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Celtics are at minus 130. Nets are at plus 110. So whatever one you pick, you can get it boosted up to plus 150. Obviously, the Celtics going from minus 130 to plus 150 is the better value overall with the Nets already at plus 110 being boosted up to plus 150. It's still good value, but you know, getting that Celtics for plus 150 to win the series, that is absolutely fantastic. So that nice little boost that they're kind of sending me. Why me? Why this series? Because we're big on the Celtics. Do they know we're big on the Celtics? Does Vegas know the Celtics are losing? What do they know? Why are they sending me this message? Is this more brainwashing? I don't know what's real and fake anymore, folks. I cannot differentiate between brainwashing and what is reality. They're all blending together, folks. So, I just cannot wait for the Celtics net series to truly be over, for the Celtics to win, and we're done with the Nets for the entire year. I can't take any more of this Nets talk with y'all anymore more truly so back to Ben Simmons over here so beginning to go against teammates on the practice floor so far his workouts have been limited to one on zero but that's about to change hope remains hope remains hope remains it was like oh he's about to be here for the playoffs now once again see this is why we cannot get fooled by the Nets because everybody's trying to make this Nets team sunshine and rainbow oh my god Kevin Ryan oh my god Kevin Irving oh my god Steve Nash but they're not all good together they're not good together Kevin Rand is not clutch anymore unfortunate this season and he's taking the clutch year off. I don't get it. But they need all of them to be at 100% strength. And that's just to be competitive. They don't have Ben Simmons. Hope remains Simmons could make his debut later. Later in the Nets Celtics series. The goalposts always move. He was supposed to be here before the playoffs started. Then it was at the playoffs. Now it's Hope remains Simmons could make his debut later. Look at the language. Hope remains 
Simmons could make his debut later. Hope could later. Folks, that's three words right there in that one sentence that truly tells us the man is not playing this year. How many more, um, how many more goalpost movements do y'all need? Stop it with the Nets, please, for goodness sake, folks. Yes, yes. I get it. Kevin Rand's fantastic, but as an overall team, they're not it, folks. It's not it, especially going against the number one defensive team in the Celtics. Man. Hope remains Simmons could make his debut later in the Nets Celtics series. That's what we got. And we got this article that just came out uh, 12 minutes before we went live. So let's take a little peek into this puppy to truly see what we're getting. What more words are we going to get? Like, hopefully, probably, maybe, potentially, later, could. How many more words are we going to get here in this article, folks? Because once I reach, like, a five word, once I reach five of those would, probably, maybe words. We're going to be done with the article. I'll shut it down. We'll have a five word cap max here of potential. Yes? So let's quickly read this article. See what they're saying. This is by Woj coming out just basically 20 minutes ago. So here we go. <coughs> what is what is the truth about Ben Simmons? Can we finally get down to the truth or is everybody going to sugarcoat the truth to once again sell the propaganda, sell the brainwashing that this Brooklyn Nets team is good? Stop it. I've been begging y'all. Here we go. After running and shooting without back pain for over a week, Brooklyn Nets star Ben Simmons is expected to take the next step on the floor in the coming week and begin practicing against teammates on the court, sources told ESPN on Saturday. His continued progress is fostering hope. Once again, all right, I'm, call, I'm calling that one. His continued progress is fostering hope. Once again, we are still living on hope with this man. Believability, hoping. That's one word, folks. Once we reach the five-word limit, we're done. I'll be done with the article because it's nonsense from that point out. His continued progress for fostering hope. That's one. That Simmons could make his season debut sometime later in Brooklyn. That's opening round playoff series against the Boston Celtics sources said the Nets and the Celtics meet for game one on Sunday in Boston so far Simmons has been limited to one on zero workouts but that's on track to change and the Nets remain hopeful there it is another one the Nets remain hopeful that they can get something out of Simmons in this series even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes a game there we go folks that's see see burying the lead they are just putting out hope that this man can return for maybe 10 to 15 minutes a game for one, two, three games because it's later in the series. This is what they're expecting from Ben Simmons. 10 to 15 minutes a game max later in the series. Later in the series burying the lead, folks. Stop it with Ben Simmons and the Nets. The man is not playing this year. The goalposts have literally, literally moved every step of the way. Ben Simmons, he's going to be good before the playoffs to get acclimated with the team. Oh, then it was he's going to be 
Uh, good to go for game one of the playoffs. It'll be good for the playoffs. Now it's maybe, potentially, hopefully, later in the series for 10 to 15 minutes a game. Stop it with the nuts, folks. We've been trying to tell y'all. Damn. Damn. Done. Done. Done with the nuts. If y'all weren't done with the nuts before, can y'all please be done with the nuts now? Damn. Damn. I can't wait for tomorrow, folks. Game one needs to be done and over with so we can truly see how this series is going to play out, folks. Man, man, they're expecting, they're hopefully, they're hoping to have this man 10, 15 minutes a game, folks. The man is not ready. Stop it. Stop it, man. Oof. All right, I think we should be done because that's all we needed to know. This is what they're expecting, 10 to 15 minutes. Man, we're done with the article. That's it. That's all we needed to see from there. That's what they're expecting at max. At max. 10 to 15 minutes a game. So, whoo, I got to catch my breath after that one. Damn. Uh, folks, I've been telling y'all this story. They've been burying the lead. The propaganda. Everybody on ESPN is telling us Ben Simmons and the Nets are going to be good. Man. <coughs> Two. Two sources so far. Chris Broussard. Uh, Mike Greenberg, we've seen them both having the Nets win the ring or at least get to the finals. It's absurd, folks. This is absurdity at this point. And it's gone on a little bit too long. Let's end it here before the playoffs truly begin, yes? We have 40 minutes before the tip-off of the first game of this 2022 NBA playoffs. Let's drop the Nets now. Let's drop the Nets now before the playoffs truly pick up and get going. Please stop it with the Nets, folks. Please, please. Man, let's move on, folks. That's enough Nets talk, honestly. We're done with the Nets. Stop it with the attention. Nets this, Nets that. Stop it with the Nets, folks. Woo, let me, woo, I gotta, woo, woo. All right, had to catch my breath there for a second, folks. Y'all got me freaking going crazy over here, folks. Y'all got me breathless out here. Damn, all my breaths are going towards pleading y'all to stop it with the nets. And y'all aren't stopping it with the nets. Y'all are stealing the breath out of my mouth. Damn, damn. Woo, all right, here we go. Next up. <clears throat> Ben Simmons isn't the only one potentially not playing here. We get Steph Curry is probable for today's game. Seems like he is going to play. Still no update on minutes restrictions, but it does seem like he will be a little bit on minutes restrictions if he does play 25 to 30 minutes potentially. So Steph Curry and the Warriors going against... Uh, actually, who are they going against? <laughs> Let's take a quick look. What do we have? I just, um, yeah, what, what do we got going on playoffs-wise today? Today, uh, we got first game up. We get the Jazz at the Mavericks. Uh, Warriors are the final game tonight, the late game, 8.30. Nuggets at the Warriors should be a good one. Once again, Jokic has the ability to upset this team, but Jokic must go for like 40 points a game and always clog the paint. And we'll see if they stick to just rocking Jokic in the paint. If they get away from Jokic in the paint, then the Warriors can win. But we'll talk more about that game when we get to the betting aspect. But Steph Curry probable for today and maybe having about a 25 to 30 minute restriction out there for the man. 
And then the really unfortunate news here, Luka Doncic is out today with that calf sprain, not playing today. And I don't know if we can bet the Mavericks with them losing once more. We'll talk about more about that once we get to that game. But Luka Doncic is a no-go. All right, those are all the stories I just wanted to quickly touch upon. Now let's break down those final two playing tournament games last night that concluded the playing tournament, and now we start with the playoffs. So let's start with this first game up here. Hawks at the Cavs. Hawks minus two. Hawks minus one and a half, whatever you locked it in at. Bingo, bango, covers either way. Hawks get the six-point win, 107-101. Now in the first half, the Hawks were floundering. The Cavs got off to a huge ass start because their three-pointers all just kept falling. The, the Cavs could not be stopped from their three-point. Lori Markin, Markanen, uh, getting it at Markinen, uh, getting it done from the three. Uh, Darius Gar, uh, Karis LeVert, excuse me, Karis LeVert got it done from three as well. And it was really kind of those two players hitting all their threes to give this Cavs team a huge lead in the first half. And they were up by 10 going into halftime. But the threes for the Cavs were not falling in the second half. And that is truly what changed in this game. I mean, look at this, folks. Look at this. Let's go to the... Um, Look at these threes. All these threes dropping in the first half. Look at this shot chart by the Cavs. Look at all these threes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They made ten threes in the first half alone to build their lead. And then look at their threes in the second half. One, two, three threes. And look at all these misses. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve missed three. Went three for twelve for three just in the second half. And that was really their downfall. They could not score other than shooting the threes that were falling in the second half. Now, you know who went crazy in the second half? Trey Young. And this man saved his legacy last night. Once again, yesterday when we were talking about this game, we said we were betting on the Hawks really a little bit because of Trey Young. We knew that Trey Young had a little bit more uh, stake in this game overall for his overall legacy on how well they were last, se last season, the step back that they took this year from last year, and Trey Young not kind of being uh, kind of like a forefront superstar this season. John Morant kind of taking over his role a little bit. So we needed Trey Young to truly prove, hey, I can get it done in this game on the road to secure a playoff spot. And in the second half, the man woke up. Look at these deep as hell threes this man was hitting, folks. Man, oh man, three deep from Hack. Ended up making four threes in the second half to bolster up his points. Trey Young ended the night with 38 points, nine assists, and three rebounds. Did just enough in that second half to overcome that 10-point deficit it secure and hold on to the lead for the rest of the game and the Hawks end up winning 107 to 101 also they had no Clint Capella for the entire second half and they still won more speaking to Trey Young putting the team on his back and getting it done regardless of who's in and who's out having no John Collins already you know he's a great four <clears throat> 
for this uh, Hawks team. So you already had John Collins out. Now you lose your big in a big dominated league this year. Clint Capella goes down and he may be down for the rest of the series, folks. Potential ACL tear, potential ACL strain or rip or whatever, but it's something to do with that knee. Ended up kind of fouling a Cavs player. The Cavs player falls on his knee and it bends uh, inward the wrong way and he goes out for the rest of the game having to be carried off the floor. So not looking good for Clint Capella for the remainder of the playoffs, but Trey Young stepped up big time to secure this win. So Trey Young, 38 points, 9 assists. We had Kevin Herter, only 13 points last night. Danilo Gallinari, 2 of 6 from the 3 for 14 points. And once again, Clint Capella only playing 13 minutes last night. But Bogdan Bogdanovich coming off the bench, 19 big old points. And Trey Young just making clutch shot after big shot after big clutch 3 in that second half to retake the lead and hold on to it. All right, then for the Cavs, it's just unfortunate the three-point shot wasn't falling. Well, uh, folks, keep this number in mind. The Cavs shot 36% from the three last night, and out of the four teams that played last night, 36% was the highest, and they lose. Not good. <clears throat> So, Cavs could not hit a three to save their life in the second half. Everything in the first half was very, very good by this Cavs team. Uh, Darius Garland, 21 points, 9 assists, 3 steals. Karis LeVert, 16 points, 4 of 9 from the three. I think they all came from the first half. Jared Allen had a really solid night overall. 11 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, but he was playing some really good defense out there. Evan Mobley, 18 points, 5 assists, 8 rebounds. He was scoring in bunches in the first half. Once again, everything dried up in the second half here for this Cavs team. And then Laurie Markkinen, 26 giant points, 6 of 12 from the 3. Led the team in scoring, 8 rebounds go along with that. Just unfortunately struggled in the second half. So, Hawks and Trey Young catch fire second half, and that's all they needed. Hawks get the win, 107-101, to and move to the 8th seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Alrighty, and then the last game of the night here, Pelicans at the Clippers, no Paul George, and that was their downfall. Pelicans get the win, 105-101. to Now the Clippers were very competitive in this game, had the lead in the third quarter, overcame a deficit um, at halftime. Unfortunately, the Clippers blow another fourth quarter lead. This Clippers team, we've seen them be good, always coming back and closing out in the fourth quarter, but as of recently, they have not been able able to another reason why we bet on the Pelicans last night the unclosability by the Clippers truly showed up again last night folks so Pelicans get the four point win and this spread was all over the place started at plus four Paul George goes out then it goes to minus one we we would have called it Pelicans minus three and a half which they win by four so bingo bango we also may have called it Pelicans minus seven and a half, which wouldn't have hit. So we're glad that Vegas put the spread at what they put the spread at. Pelicans minus one. They cover the one, one and a half, whatever it was locked in at. And uh, they win by four, 105 to 101. So for the Pelicans last night, Brandon Ingram, he just got down to business early. 30 points, six assists, six rebounds. The man shot 66% on 21 shots last night. And that man was aggressive right from the jump. Just all these mid-range shots going in. 
The man did not even attempt a three-pointer all game last night. 21 shots off from the field, and this man uh, helped this Pelicans team get out to a nice lead. We had CJ McCollum, only 19 points last night. He shot one of seven from the three, nothing great. It was really kind of Brandon Ingram who took over this game. Now we're going to definitely need CJ McCollum to step it up in the playoffs because it's not, not going to be an easy run for this Pelicans team as an eighth seed in the Western Conference. Yikes. So we're definitely going to need a great performance by CJ McCollum in these games. But shout out to Brandon Ingram, folks. And this is why, you know, we don't really just call CJ McCollum the, the kind of bona fide one. When I was watching kind of the telecast last night of this game, everybody was kind of truly calling CJ McCollum the one here. Um, and I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I think Brandon Ingram has an argument to be kind of the number one option here for this Pelicans team. So it's just kind of interesting on what the media narrative is. Um, we can kind of understand why they put McCollum at the one, but to kind of say it so emphatically like they did last night... I don't know if we go that far with it. But overall, they got it done, so we're not going to knock them too much. CJ McCollum, 19 points, second leading score, three assists, two rebounds. Off the bench, Larry Nance Jr., 14 points, 16 rebounds. Larry Nance Jr. has been an absolute force here for the Pelicans, and uh, he is going to be a driving force if this team has success in this playoff run. So shout out to Larry Nance Jr., plus 13 on the floor. And then Trey Murphy the third, 14 points, five rebounds, two assists on 57% shooting, four of six from the three. You love to see it. Also helping out off the bench as well. Now, now, Jonas Valanciunas has truly disappointed me, folks. I thought this man would have a wonderful game, but Valanciunas was doing absolutely really nothing. He was a minus 12 last night on the floor. That was the worst plus minus by the Pelicans last night. So I'm not really having big time confidence in Valanciunas. And especially going against the Suns in the next round. Good luck, Valanciunas. It's not looking good for this Pelicans team. We have to re-update our playoff walkthrough in a moment, but uh, Valanciunas absolutely getting destroyed, doing nothing, could really do nothing all game long, looks small, looks like he can't even jump, I think I'm losing faith on Valanciunas, and in turn, losing kind of the faith that I had on the big three here in New Orleans, I don't know if I'm ready to classify this as a big three anymore, it's a definitely a big two with McCollum and Brandon Ingram, but, but, but Valanciunas needs to get better, and if Larry Nance Jr., maybe gets the starting five spot. Would that be crazy? Larry Nance Jr. is only 6'7", so it's tough. What do we get Valanciunas? I don't think he's that tall. What is he, 6'9"? Is he 6'11"? That man does not look 6'11 out there, folks. He did not look 6'11 last night, folks. I was I was kind of watching it again. I was like, this is Valanciunas? I was like, I don't know if this is the... I think this man's a clone out here because that man just did not look good last night. I am losing faith in Valanciunas. I have to try to win us over again. But, man, oh, man. Pelicans, they locked in to get it done. Uh, Clippers blow a lead. Uh, they were they were up by like 13 at one point. They had a nice eight-point lead in the third quarter, and they got outscored 31-17 to in the fourth quarter. So another game the Clippers cannot close out in the fourth quarter. That's two in a row, folks. Not looking good uh, moving forward with this Clippers team. And moving forward with this Clippers team is next season because <laughs> they got bounced out of the play, uh, playing tournament last night. Unfortunate. So, for the Clippers last night, that made it interesting. Reggie Jackson, 27 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. The man played pretty 
while last night wasn't as efficient as we needed him to be, but we know Reggie Jackson can kind of be that powerhouse when they don't have Paul George. So I give credit to Reggie Jackson for kind of being that um, good, solid offensive producer, facilitator, rebounder like we always know he is. So well done and shout out to Reggie Jackson last night. Unfortunately, just couldn't dig deep enough to lock it in. Marcus Morris, another 27-point performance, 9 rebounds, 4 of 11 from 3. Classic Marcus Morris last night. And then off the bench, Norman Powell, 17 points, 4 rebounds. And Robert Covington, 14 points to help keep it close. But at the end of the day, they could not clutch it out. And the Pelicans get the win. Also, LeBron James with a little bit of a curse tweet. Every time LeBron James tweets, it's a big old curse. Remember April Fool's Day. Hey, I'm shutting it down, guys. I'm not playing for the rest of the year. That was supposed to be a joke, an April Fool's joke, something smurfy. And then happened like three days later he truly gets shut down for the rest of the year bad luck tweet and then he tweeted last night like mid late third quarter about Tyron Lue he this is why he's like such a great coach he didn't name Tyron Lue but we all knew who he was talking about he was live tweeting a game about Ty Lue who he's played with before so talking about Ty Lue being a great coach when they had like an eight point lead in the third quarter and what happens they lose by four LeBron James maybe stay away from Twitter for the remainder of the season and in the offseason hit back Twitter up next year yes maybe take a little bit of a break so Pelicans get the win 105 to 101 uh they cover the spread and once again folks we have only missed one, one bet ever since the play-in tournament started, and that was Clippers plus three, once again, or pl uh, plus four, I think they were, and uh, they were leading the entire game, just beefed it in the second half, so we're basically 100% in our picks, so we'll continue to be 100% in the playoffs, yes, finger on the pulse, folks, finger on the pulse, finger on the pulse, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So those were all the games from last night, but I want to go in quickly and update our brackets. There is one thing that we have to tweak. We had the Eastern Conference playoffs correct. Um, this was last season. Let me go uh, to this season's Eastern Conference bracket. Here we go. Uh, we had the Eastern Conference bracket right. Heat versus the Hawks round one and Celtics versus the Nets. So we don't have to change anything there. We've got the Heat winning 4-1 over the Hawks and we have the Celtics winning over the Nets 4-2. But in the Western Conference playoffs, this is where a little bit of a shakeup happened because we did have the Clippers in at the seventh seed and we know that's not the case anymore. So before the playoffs truly kick off, let's truly lock in uh, the overall true playoff bracket and see if this change in the play-in tournament changes anything or everything in the Western Conference bracket. So we had the Timberwolves at the Grizzlies. Timberwolves getting that seventh seed and we changed it to Grizzlies 4-2 win over the Timberwolves where we had them for, uh, I think, we, no, maybe we did have it 4-2. I think we did keep it 4-2 with the Clippers, and I think I'm keeping it 4-2 with this Timberwolves team. But Timberwolves at the 7th seed, Grizzlies at the 2 seed, first-round matchup here. But uh, the Timberwolves, we're going to give them two wins because that was a really good dominant performance that we saw from them in the playing tournament game against the Clippers with Paul George in the second half. And, uh, you know, the Timberwolves just overall match up a little bit good with the Grizzlies. Timberwolves are 
decent. They, they got some players. They got some playmakers when they step up really good. So we know the Grizzlies are definitely deep. Winning without John Moran, fantastic. This Timberwolves team having some nice role players, some nice depth ability off the bench. They got a big three at the big position, the guard position, the forward position. So Carl uh, Anthony Towns versus Steven Adams. That could give Steven Adams a little bit of a tougher matchup as well. Uh, D'Angelo Russell with John Morant. It's, they match up pretty well. So we'll give the Timberwolves some credit here and steal probably two home games. We've got the Grizzlies winning 4-2. But the big change right here... <clears throat> is the Suns versus the Pelicans now 1-8 seed matchup. So let's change out this uh change out the Timberwolves here at the 8 seed. Put the Pelicans and uh, I do not think we have to change the score. Do not think we have to change the score because once again, we're going Valanciunas versus DeAndre Ayton. That's all I need to know. 4-0 sweep for the Suns. No problem. Valanciunas is going to have zero success against DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton's bigger. He's beefier. He's dominant. He's more aggressive. And he just overshadows Valanciunas, folks. It's going to be a big old mismatch. You're going to be like, why is there a guard on DeAndre Ayton? Why do they have a guard on defending DeAndre Ayton in the paint? What are they doing? That's the big mismatchup it's going to look like on television, folks. So, Suns versus the Pelicans. Not what the Pelicans really want. Wanted, but that's what they that was their only option. They had no option to get that seventh seed. So Pelicans getting the four eight or getting the eighth seed, gonna get swapped for nothing. So the playing tournament, even though it didn't play out exactly how we predicted it to play out, the overall result is going to be the same. Bucks beating the Suns. What do we call it? I think we called it in six. Bucks and six over the Suns. So, Suns coming out of the West still, Bucks coming out of the East still. The playing tournament did not change any of that. Alrighty, now that we've got that out of the way, now let's talk about the last thing we need to do here before the playoffs start. Uh, we talked about the bracket already. We covered the playing tournament. Now we got to talk about how we make money while watching the playoffs all day tomorrow and then rolling in all of our profits from today into tomorrow and then cashing out on Monday. Big time winners or maybe keeping it going for the entire first round. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what we can build our bank roll up to. Yes, folks. Folks, yes, bankroll. I know y'all love that word, bankroll. Let's get this bank rolling, yes? So here we go, four games on today, all playoff games, all first-round matchups starting at 1 o'clock today, all nationally televised, so no worries there. So here we go, first game up. We got Jazz at the Mavericks. Jazz minus 5.5, Mavericks plus 5.5. Now, obviously the big news is that there is no Luka Doncic out here today. Truly big time unfortunate. Hopefully he can get back soon for the series because, you know, I y'all know we don't have any faith in the Jazz, but this Mavericks team with no Luka Doncic, I mean, how can we bet that? That is their leader. That is their superstar. He is their facilitator. He is their energizer. He is everything for this Mavericks team. And... They, the, the, the rest of the team, they all feed into that Luka Doncic energy. That's why this is a good Mavericks team overall. But it all starts and it really kind of ends with Luka Doncic. So him not out there. You don't have like a poor Zingas anymore that can kind of step into a little bit of a number one role. So you're not going to have that kind of number one player, that kind of go-to player who need a bucket, need some confidence, go to this player to get it all kick-started. Luka Doncic was it. So, I don't know if we can take the five and a half here with the Mavericks, but let's quickly see who's all in and out. Uh, for the Jazz, everybody's good to go. And for the Mavericks, once again, Luka Doncic out and Tim Hardaway Jr. still not ready to kind of be back either. So, the only thing that is kind of um, 
going for the Mavericks is that they face the Jazz with Rudy Gobert. We know Rudy Gobert cannot defend the perimeter, and what do the Mavericks do? All they do is live and die by their perimeter shots, folks. The threes, they love them. They hit them very, very well. This is kind of why they've had success this season. It's not because they don't have a big, or it's not that they have a big that's a dominant big. No, they don't even have a big. Um, it's their three-point shooting. So Jazz minus five and a half here. I'm loving it, folks. And as we see, let's go into every game for this Mavericks team this season that Luka Doncic did not play. Can this Mavericks team have success without Luka Doncic? Did they have success without Luka Doncic in the regular season? We've got all their game logs up. Let's see what they did when Luka Doncic was out. Here we go. First three games in a row, no Luka Doncic. Loss, loss, loss. They lose against uh, they lose against the 76ers, against seven. Then they did a back-to-back -back with the 76ers, lose by eight. And then they faced the Clippers, lose by six. Three straight losses with no, with no Luka Doncic. Though they did keep it close, seven eight six point losses but here we only have to swallow five and a half so that's pretty good next uh fourth absence loss against memphis minus seven <clears throat> lose by seven so they are keeping it close without luca but they're not winning so only minus five and a half is seeming like that sweet spot that i think i'm good with locking in and putting money on then we have this big stretch here in mid-december Missing about maybe 10 games. We got a win against the Thunder by 19, but it's against the Sun Thunder. That's not a good win. Then they win by 24 without Luka Doncic, but that's against the Hornets. This Jazz team better than the Thunder, better than the Hornets. <clears throat> then they face the Lakers, lose by three. Face the Timberwolves, lose by six. Then they beat the Timberwolves again on a back-to-back -back and beat them by 12. They lose against Milwaukee by seven. They lose against the Jazz by four without Luka Doncic. Minus five and a half, minus four, kind of similar. So pretty solid value so far. They beat Portland by 15. They lose to Sacramento by one. And then on a back-to-back, -back, they beat them by 16. But it's the Kings. You should be beating this team. So they're beating the bad teams with no Luka Doncic. Then they beat Houston by 24 with no Luka Doncic. Once again, Houston's easy. And then here we go. The last two games of the season he missed. Missed one on March 5th against the Kings. They win by one. You win by one against the Kings. That's not impressive. You got to blow them out. And then they beat Houston by 19. So... Overall, without Luka Doncic, yes, they can beat the trash teams, but this Jazz team, they're not great. I don't know if I call them trash. I don't even know if I call this Jazz team good. We know they've been floundering really kind of the back half of the season. But overall, they've got the players. They've had the superstars to put it all together. And this is really the Jazz's last year to put it all together. If they don't get it done this year, you must blow it up. You've shown us multiple times in a row over years, over a stretch of years, that this roster cannot get it done. Having Jordan Clarkson come off the bench, having Donovan Mitchell, having Mike Connolly, having Rudy Bear having Bogdanovich, it just does not work. You must blow it all up. Probably just retain Donovan Mitchell, get rid of Rudy Gobert. He's a little bit of a defensive liability, even though he cries, I should be the defensive player of the year every single year. Well, when you can guard the perimeter, then maybe I'd agree, but you can't guard the perimeter still. Still, we are still talking about Rudy Gobert not guarding the perimeter. We started talking about that when we first started the show a year and 10 months ago. Rudy Gobert cannot guard the perimeter. Fast forward two years later, Rudy Gobert can still not guard the perimeter so that is really the only way the Mavs win this uh, today first game one o'clock is if Rudy Gobert flounders on the perimeter and the shots are falling in Dallas so I'm taking the Jazz minus five and a half here can't bet this Mavericks team with no Luka Doncic unfortunately we'll take the Mavs minus five and a half 
All right, next game up here, we got the Timberwolves at the Grizzlies. Timberwolves plus six and a half. Grizzlies minus six and a half. And wow, what an interesting spread, folks. The 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 Jazz are minus five and a half when they when they're going against a team with no superstar. The Grizzlies are minus six and a half when they're going against the Timberwolves with three superstars. Really interesting uh, spreads here so far by Vegas. So here we go. Timberwolves plus six and a half. Grizzlies minus six and a half for. The Timberwolves. Teron Prince is a game time game time decision. For the Grizzlies, everybody's going to go besides Killian Tilly. So, this Grizzlies team, I think the Timberwolves can stack up pretty decently. Especially with Carl Anthony Towns. We know Steven Adams is a defensive big. He rarely takes any shots. He rarely puts up the points. So, is Steven Adams going to be able to guard Carl Anthony Towns? The three-point shot contest winner? Is he going to be able to guard him in the perimeter? Guard him down low in the paint? It's going to be interesting. And then Anthony Edwards, his great physicality, his great dominance. I think I'm going to rock with the Timberwolves here. They've been showing some real great fight, some real great grit. Um, this Grizzlies team, they're good too. And I don't want this to come off as disrespectful here. Game one, I want to test the waters a little bit. I want to take the Timberwolves plus the six and a half just to see how they play. I think they can keep it close. Overall, the Grizzlies, we predict them to win the series 4-2. But I do think the Grizzlies can steal a game, maybe here or there, and I think they can be competitive in the series. So, game one, we're going to gauge the game. I'm getting six and a half points. I think I'm comfortable with rocking with the spread. So, we're going to take the Timberwolves plus six and a half here, game one, to test the waters for this upcoming series to see how it's going to play out. We'll see how good defensively this Grizzlies team is against this Timberwolves team. We'll take the six and a half. All right, then we get the Raptors at the 76ers and Raptors plus four and a half. 76ers minus four and a half here. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> now, I do think this Raptors team can potentially upset the 76ers in this entire series. We said it would not be out of the realm of possibilities of this Raptors team coming out of the first round. We know the struggles of the 76ers. Doc Rivers, Joel Fatigue potentially showing up. James Harden in the, in the playoffs. The no depth ability. The the knocks on the 76ers are there. They have been there for a while. These are not new knocks that appeared overnight. The final two games of the season with, you know, not a lot mattered. It still mattered, but overall. Um, no, no, no. We've been talking about our concerns with the 76ers team dating all the way back to really kind of the trade deadline. When they got James Harden and we saw how this team operated and we saw them kind of lose their depth, having to trade away Seth Curry, having to trade away Andre Drummond, which is the dumbest trade to do. You traded away all your depth. For what? For what? It's not like you needed James Harden. Yeah, James Harden is a good player. We like the man. But ha but seeing what Tyrese Maxey did this year, you could rely on him to carry you to the playoffs and let Joel Embiid take over and let Tyrese Maxey play uh, like a number two role for the team in the playoffs. And I think you would have been competitive with that depth of having Seth Curry and having Andre Drummond come off the bench to make a splash in the Eastern Conference playoffs. But they decided to get a little bit greedy, get a kind of true bona fide star in James Harden, and it cost them their depth ability. So we have concerns on this 76ers team. But but I think the Raptors will take a game to truly 
see how they match up and then come with the game plan to counter it in game two because we know Nick Nurse is a smart coach. He may, uh, I'm not going to say that Nick Nurse is going to be underprepared for game one of the series. He's going to do his due diligence. He did his homework. He's going to have a solid game plan for game one, but it's not really going to set in, in my opinion, for Nick Nurse until it's actually out there on the floor. He's watching it live play out and, you know, end of the uh, end of the game, you take what you learn and build the game plan better for game two. So I do like the Raptors but I like them a little bit more in game two. So I think we'll swallow the four and a half here with the 76ers, but let's double check the ins and outs. For the Raptors, everybody's good to go. And then for the 76ers, everybody's good to go as well. So 76ers, they know there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of talk on the 76ers team. Um, There's a lot of talk on uh, the 76ers team. Okay, yeah, I, my distraction, my focus got distracted on DraftKings. It says it's 12-13. I was like, it's not 12-13, it's 12-46. Uh, but yeah, 76ers here, game one at home. I think they kind of, you know, lay a little bit of the smackdown. And then game two, the Raptors implement a good defensive game plan to stop whatever worked for the 76ers game one. So I'm going to take the 76ers minus four and a half here. Um, do, why, why, why is it putting $10,000 on that for us? Um, I don't know if we did that. Yeah, I don't know if we put $10,000. DraftKings is like entering $10,000 for me in like multiple things. Like I know we bet $10,000 twice, but damn, damn, trying to get more money from us. They're just plugging in $10,000 willy-nilly all over the place. I don't, know, I don't know if I like that, DraftKings. You know, I, if I want $10,000, I'll type $10,000 myself. I don't need your help, okay? Let's relax a little bit. But we're going to take the 76ers minus four and a half. Um, Raptors, I think they can be competitive, just maybe not game one think they'll develop the game plan after game one we'll take the 76ers minus four and a half and then the final game tonight we get the nuggets at the warriors nuggets plus six and a half warriors minus six and a half here and this one's real interesting too i may take the points like we did with the timberwolves to gauge the overall flow of this series for the hey let's uh, let's get back here for the Warriors ins and outs, we get Steph Curry's a game time decision. Now, is this, it does seem like he is going to play, but he will be a little bit on minutes restriction. For the Nuggets, uh, Facundo Capazzo is out. He's suspended. How the hell did Facundo Capazzo get suspended? And when the hell did this man get suspended? the hell is that Facundo he's he's good folks Facundo Capazzo is a solid a really solid bench piece guard folks we love this man Facundo Capazzo Bryn Forbes we love them both folks uh Capazzo why can I not type this man's name folks all right Facundo Capazzo what the hell happened here <sighs> Facundo Facundo Capazzo Suspended for what, folks? Denver Nuggets suspended for first game after shoving incident? When was this? When was this? The NBA has suspended uh, suspended Denver Nuggets guard Facundo Capazzo for game one of their first round playoff series against the Golden State Warriors for shoving incident in the regular season finale. Capazzo forcefully pushed down Lakers guard Wayne Ellington in the second quarter? He was assessed a flagrant two and ejected from the game. Lame, lame. So not have a Facundo Capazzo game one. All right. Um, they weren't really playing them that much anyway. We were kind of like, why aren't you playing Bryn Forbes and Facundo Capazzo more? Like coaches' decisions, not playing. We never understood it. But this Nuggets team, folks, they really have the ability to steer, steal the series. All they have to do, though, is focus. 
focus Jokic down low because the Warriors have no bigs. They've got Draymond Green, who's a good defender, not big. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, 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 maybe. Uh, he's not. He's a big three. We count him a big three, him, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. But he's not a big. He's not a big. James Wiseman, obviously not out there. Um, so we can't really rely on anybody for this Celtics team down low to lock up Jokic, folks. So, um, the Warriors big, it's um, Kavon Looney. Are we going to believe in Kavon Looney versus Jokic? I mean, just look at the two. One's beefy, one's a little slimmer. I'm going to go with the beefier big, the beefy big. Give me the beefy big. So, I'm going to take the Nuggets plus six and a half here. Just want these big amount of points, six and a half, game one. We've seen the play in tournament games close. I'm sure these playoff games, some of these playoff series are going to be close. You know, Jazz, Mavericks, four, five matchup, Nuggets, Warriors. It's only a 6-3 matchup, and we've seen this Warriors team floundering a little bit more after the All-Star break. They really kind of front-loaded their wins a little bit, where this Nuggets team has kind of been in a dogfight all year long, fighting and vying for playoff positioning, dropping down down to the seventh seed, then getting right back to the sixth seed out of the playing tournament. So this Nuggets team, a little bit of backs against the wall this entire year. Jokic, a little undervalued overall in the on social media, a little bit in the national media. He's got a chance to kind of dominate here in Golden State. Game one with no big and Steph Curry a little bit maybe on minutes restriction. Going to have to rely a little bit more on Klay Thompson, a little bit more on Jordan Poole to get it done. But I'm going to go the Nuggets here with the six and a half. Take the six and a half game one, see how the series is potentially going to play out and make adjustments round or game number two for these games. But I'm feeling real good about these spreads, folks, and how we chose these games. So here we go. What we're rocking with, betting on, endorsing today, playoff-wise. Tipping off in nine minutes, folks. Oh my, it's glory. I'm truly gushing over here, folks. I'm gushing for the start of the playoffs. But today, game one, day one of the 2021-2022 NBA playoffs, we are taking Jazz minus five and a half, Timberwolves plus six and a half, 76ers minus four and a half, and the Nuggets plus six and a half today on that all-day slate of playoff basketball. Whew, playoff basketball, folks. There's something about it. It's way better than regular season basketball. We all know this. And now it's time, folks. Now it is time. All righty, folks. We are nine minutes away, eight minutes away from tip-off of game number one. So we are going to have to get out of here uh, soon. But let's see. What do we got? Uh, what do we got NFL-wise? Quickly, quickly go over some NFL stories. Quickly, quickly wrap it up here. As long as there's nothing breaking NBA-wise. Let's see. Any, anything we have to talk about last second NBA-wise. If not, we will go over these NFL stories quickly and get out of here. Jazz are going to be starting. Mike Connolly, Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, and Rudy Gobert. Love that starting lineup and then for the Mavericks they're starting Spencer Dinwiddie look at this man getting into the starting lineup Spencer Dinwiddie we know this man whenever he gets in the starting lineup he does good things so hey if you're loving the Mavericks a little bit more here plus four and a half if you're liking the Mavericks folks Spencer Dinwiddie being in the starting lineup that should uh, give you some good um, good um, good feelings <laughs> good feelings rocking with the Mavericks if you're taking the points so Mavericks are starting Spencer Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell on Saturday. They're going to have to pick it up and hope, hopefully Spencer Dinwiddie can really kind of take charge leadership-wise. Um, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this, dude. Oh, so much respect here. Look, look at one of my Twitter followers followers right here having the Celtics win the entire thing. Oh, I love that. Respect to the Celtics, folks. Respect to the Celtics. Love it. Love it. Very well done. 
See, not not everybody's fallen for that brainwashing by the Nets, folks. Yes. All right. So this uh, seems like. Oh, as we say this, here we go. This man just put $120,000 on the Nets to win it all. Brainwashing, folks. This is by Bleacher Report betting Twitter account. Brainwashing. Everybody wants you to bet on the Nets. Stop it. They want you to lose money. They know what they're doing, folks. Okay? Okay? Stop it with the Nets. All right, what do we got here? Quickly, NFL stories to close out the show. Let's start here with, uh, <laughs> we get uh, Robbie Anderson, the wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, who's had a solid, you know, last two years with a, not a great quarterback at the helm. But uh, there was a Instagram post of somebody talking about, per Ian Rappaport, the most likely landing spot for Baker Mayfield is the Carolina Panthers. So that post is up there. And then Robbie Anderson comments, no, under the post. Post, and then another person posts about Rondi and Robbie Anderson's post, and then he says facts. He posts say, "Yeah, absolutely, I don't want Baker Mayfield on my team." So Robbie Anderson speaking out against Baker Mayfield. The Browns speaking out against Baker Mayfield, calling him a child. Like we said, this is going to ruin Baker Mayfield's identity. And we said he would not get another job. He would not get another job after those comments were made. Now wide receiver are turning on him. OBJ already turned on him. Robbie Anderson, who isn't even on his team yet, potentially, maybe in the future, will be teammates, but not right now. He's like, I don't even want him now. So, I, I, this is not looking good and shaping out good for Baker Mayfield. That inner that uh, podcast he did didn't do him any favors either. So, we'll see, folks. I really think the, think the only team that would take a chance on Baker Mayfield is really the Detroit Lions. So, man, oh, man, Baker Mayfield. Man, oh, man, an unfortunate offseason for this dude. How unfortunate. All right, and uh, we've kind of been talking about this a little bit ever since all these players, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield coming out and wanting, like, having, like, a wet dream about going down to regular people's work, regular people's offices, regular regular people's cubicles, and, like, booing them. Like, they have this fantasy of doing that. It's real weird. But, you know, we've been talking the last couple of days of, hey, you know, focus on the positivity. Don't let everything truly get to you. Shake things off. Laugh things off. It's social media. People talk. People say things, whether they mean it or don't. Just relax a little bit. And Lamar Jackson tweets this yesterday, and this is exactly it, folks. He says this on Twitter. I have to delete this app because I don't take it serious, but I see a lot of people do, and it makes it boring for me to have. And that's exactly it. Twitter's supposed to be fun. Twitter's supposed to be funny. Twitter's not supposed to be a serious place where we're debating politics and getting mad because somebody said something about us. This is the internet, folks. It's the internet. It's not real life. It's truly not real life, folks. And I think we all have to understand that a little bit more. And I know the internet has truly kind of taken over the world, taken over our daily lives, changed everything. It's really the next, uh, like, industrial revolution, the technological evolution. This is like the fourth industrial revolution, folks. And according to some powerful powerful people, they also say that as well. Um, Can I even say these words? World Economic Forum? All right. Not good. Uh, But... Here we go, Lamar Jackson kind of saying, I'm just trying to have fun on this app. And y'all are taking it seriously. Like, y'all got to chill. And that's exactly it. We're just talking out here. We're just talking. Stop taking everything that we say to heart, personally, all that, folks. We are just talking. This is not real life, okay? Everybody relax. Let's all have a little bit more fun and not get 
get bogged down by negativity and wanting to be mad. Y'all want to be mad. That's why y'all go online to be mad. Stop it. People are trying to have fun. People are joking. People are smurfy. Lamar Jackson puts it perfectly. Y'all are taking this too seriously and making it boring. Stop it, folks. It's social media. It's the internet. Relax. Take a breath. Not everything is supposed to offend. Relax. Roll with the punches. Laugh things some off. Laugh some things off. You can laugh at yourself, folks. You can laugh at yourself, okay? Lamar Jackson put it perfectly. Um, still have to talk about the uh, House Oversight Committee on the Washington Commanders. We do not have time for that today. And then, once again, the Justin Herbert uh, clutch thread I do want to get into. But uh, that is for a different day when we've got more time in the show to do those things. But, folks, we are two minutes away from tip-off of the first game of the playoffs. So we are going to get out of here for today. Um... And then look at this man. As we just championed this man of choosing the Celtics to win it all, he ends up changing his mind because he remembered Robert Williams is hurt, and now he has the Bucks getting out of the East and the Suns beating the Bucks. All right, we still think the Celtics can hold it down. Hold it down. All right. All right, folks, we are going to get out of here. Enjoy this glorious, glorious day, and then tomorrow as well. But we'll be back tomorrow, folks, live noon Eastern, breaking down what we saw today. Do we have to make any adjustments in our thinking for tomorrow's betting action? We'll come at you live tomorrow noon Eastern to wrap it all up and tell you how to make some money, folks. So go out, enjoy this full day of glorious playoff basketball, and then we'll do it all again tomorrow. Sound good? Sound good. All right, folks, we'll see you tomorrow then. But in the meantime, hopefully your team wins if you got stake um, team-wise. And if you got money stake-wise, hopefully you can cash out, folks. All right, folks, have a great one, and we will see you back here tomorrow.